Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. Oh my goodness. How excited am I? Because who do I have? Who do I have here on Touch by Prayer? I have the green beard himself. That's right. I have Greg Harvey in the house. We are going to talk about his uh, journey. We're going to talk about his life. We're going to talk about his childhood. We're going to talk about his future plans. We're going to see what the Holy Spirit wants to talk about because he has been such an inspiration to so many people. If you do not know who he is, you definitely want to tune in. You want to find out all about him because he is awesome sauce. That's right. I said it. Awesome sauce. And he is going to what he's been doing on Periscope open and some other streams. He has been inspiring and he has been helping people to with his daily devotionals, his encouraging words, his uh, his pastor's heart. My gosh, I always say whenever he's uh, he's ministering, I always say, ah, Pastor Greg is in the house. And so he is here today. I'm so excited. We've been trying to to get this. So share, share, share. Sharing is caring. Without further ado, I am bringing on the green beard, Greg Harvey. Greg, welcome to Touch by Prayer. I am super super excited <laughs> hey hey how are you hey we did it we did it we, we had were. some we had we had some serious you know stuff coming on but we're good so yeah. share share yeah. share everybody share it out let's get some chats going so excited people are here we have some of your favorites on here too by the way just saying we have grandma Cam on here i'm gonna start putting them up and i have marcy and erica hi erica and Carrie, and then let's see, we got, uh, oh my gosh, Tracy, I know, deplorable Deborah. <laughs> I see Dave Kellerman out there. Come What's on. up, buddy? There you go. Good evening. Good evening. Share, share, share. Okay. So, my goodness gracious. So, of course, how did I meet you? Well, it's through everybody's special connection. It's like it's like six degrees from Kevin Bacon. It's kind of like five degrees from Praying Medic. Because right? Praying the medic, medic effect. <laughs> the medic effect. That's right. And yeah. he- he actually shared your stuff out and, and you and I've had had conversations. And what's so much fun is that in, um, when the Lord started talking to me about you, I actually, I start praying for you because Aww. you have such a beautiful heart. And so you were actually, and it was one of those like crazy uh, shows where you were like really kind of sharing, you know, your stuff and you were kind of talking about, you know, your childhood and the things that you've endured. And I just, I just wept. <laughs> I mean, it's you're funny and everything, but I just sat there and I just wept and I just started crying and I just started to pray and I just started to cry. And I was like, oh, Lord, I said, I so love this guy. Uh, <laughs> and he said, OK, well, you're going to you're going to get to meet him. And so, you know, through some, uh, some finally, we, we got a chance to talk and we've been talking and sharing and praying. And God is doing truly, truly amazing things. But I really felt that. um that you've kind of, you've talked about some of your stuff, but I really felt like God just really wants to give you a place where you can just, you can just be real, that you can just oh let it all out, that you can kind of share your journey and what, you know, feel free to talk about what you feel free to talk about. And because I think that your testimony, Greg, I really believe that your testimony is really going to set a lot of people free. I really, really do believe that. And I, I, I see a book I kept wanting to write when I was writing up the um, introduction, author. I just, I kept wanting to write yeah. author. So it's coming. It's coming. It's out there. It's Don't out there. Allison hear you say that. Uh, well, it, I'm telling you, it, it's out there because, because your story 
everybody's story is important to share. And I always say that. And I always say that, you know, everybody has a, a good God story and every God story is a good story to share. So your story of overcoming, of using the um, using the foolish to confound the wise, God uses you each and every day in such magnificent ways. And where you really, really touched my heart is when you had a troll and you said, leave him alone. He's mine. Yeah. That one's mine. mine. That one's mine. Leave him alone because troll, you wanted troll. to because you wanted to minister to him. Yeah. That's your I don't know whatever happened. Yeah, I don't even know whatever happened to him. He didn't come back in, but we always loved up on really? him. He, he got to a point where he asked for prayer. Did he really? I'm telling yeah. you. See, you know, that's people sometimes will sit there and say, Well, oh bunker boy, thank you. <laughs> yeah, bunker yeah. boy. Bunker, Bunker boy, boy, where are you? Where are you, Bunker boy? Because that was one of the, I kept saying, Bunker boy is going to get saved. Bunker boy is going to have an encounter with Jesus because when you get on Jesus's radar, you're done. And that's exactly what yeah. happened to you. That's yeah. exactly what happened to you. So why don't you go ahead? Why don't you share a little bit? Why don't you, why don't you do your, your introduction that you do on your show every morning and who you are, where you're from and what you're here to do? All right. Hey, hey, I'm Greg Harvey. I'm from Clearwater, Florida. And uh, my mission in life is to help see people get set free mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever aches and breaks you got. God's got something good for you, including the CBD. Um, <laughs> well, you know, that and, and that is something because, you know what, there are a lot of people who, you know, they they're looking for ways to get free. So let's yeah. Let's just go back a little bit. You ready to go back? We're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit. We don't have to go back. We don't have to go back too far. I know. Uh, like it's kind of like Wayne's World, right? <laughs> That's what it is. It's Wayne's World. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's See, okay. I was totally there. I was right there with you. Well, well, that's because you and I are, I think we're, I'm, I'm older, not much, but I'm older. And so you and I like are, are, are going to, we connect because we understand, we understand oh, yeah, some we, of the things, you know, we clicked right away. We did. Okay. So let's, let's just go back and we're, we're not going to go into the nitty gritty, but you, you came from a, um, a troubled childhood, correct? I did. I did. You did. Yeah. I never, I never met my dad, you know, him and my mom, he was, you know, he was kind of an abusive guy, I guess. And, you know, they didn't have a really good relationship. They, they met ironically enough. They had a radio show on armed forces radio in Alaska and uh, that's how they met. So it's like literally in my blood, but, uh, but you, know, you didn't know that, did you? No, you I didn't even, I didn't knew it that. in the back of my mind. Yeah. Uh -huh. Even after I started broadcasting and I never really put it together only until, you know, really only until like the last year or so when I started like claiming my roots a little bit, you know, cause I really didn't know where I came from. My mom took off from Alaska, Illinois and I was born in a cornfield. Then mm -hmm. got married to the guy I call my dad and yeah, you know, it just wasn't so great. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so so you came from from a uh, a challenging, all this challenging, where where you constantly felt, um, but and I and I'm sharing these things because I've heard your story, so I know that they're public. So because I would never say anything that wasn't um, wasn't right, already right. out there. Um, but you you were in and out of foster homes that you were um, that you went. Uh, no. To 
and mental facilities and mental facilities. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't foster yeah. homes. It was mental facilities. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, uh, you know, like I had a lot of trouble, you know, once they started having their own kids, you know, that's when I kind of got shoved to the side and, you know, I was a little bit of a wild man. I think I kind of inherited that from my dad. So, you know, I got in a lot of trouble and stuff and, you know, I don't think they really knew what to do with me. And, you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't telling any of the doctors or anything, you know, right. they were beating the stuff out of me or anything, you know, cause I was afraid. So right. my mom shows up at middle school one day with a, with a bag packed in the back. And she's like, Oh, come on, we're going. I'm like, well, where are we going? And she's like, we're not going anywhere. You're going somewhere. And, you know, they took me and she dropped me off in a place. And, you know, that was the first of four, you know, between 13 and 17, you know, I was locked up, you know, it was not a good thing, you know, no, getting not chased down thing. the hall by the people in white and the choir for days and weeks at a time. And, you know, okay, yeah, a, lot so, of, a lot of stuff. So one of the things that, that you kind of talked about is you said that, um, you know, you, you became the bully because most people who do have a lot of wounds and hurts that they learn how to defend themselves. They learn how to take control and take charge so that people can't hurt them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so you, so, I'm so nervous. I don't know why. No, don't be nervous. It's just me. It's just me. Stop it now. Yeah. So, so one of the things that, that I, um, that, you know, sometimes, you know, we become what we don't like because, you know, when we become a bully, which, you know, you probably were bullied. It's and it's something that we do just to kind of um, to cover up like the hurts and the wounds. And so we decide that we're just going to be, you know, I'm just going to protect myself. And you became in some essences your own God. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, well, I didn't really like God. You know, I went to church as a little kid and stuff. So, I, you know, I had a I had an idea who he was, you know, I confirmed, mm -hmm. I sat behind the pastor at church, lit the candles, you know, all that stuff, and then stole out of the offering, you know, after, after we got done. So, you know, I, I hated God and I kind of went on a mission, like, you know, I mean, he made me as some kind of cruel joke to the world. So I'm just going to go out there and F it all up. Wow. Okay. So you, so you've already, you know, you've already decided in your heart, you're not, God's not for you. Which oh, is no. something that a lot of people believe. They really yeah, believe I hated that God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm laughing because it's like, well, we're not, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that point. But you know, to hear you even say that, it's it just cracks me up because you can see, you know, the love that you have for God and the trust that you have for Him. So here you were in this place where, um, now when did you start? When did you start doing um, drugs? Well, I mean, right away. You know, I mean, even in Place. I was in one facility in South Carolina and I befriended the family and, mm -hmm. um, you know, South Carolina, they have the oyster roast and stuff. And, man, we went to this oyster roast and the parents weren't paying attention and we were just down in Dixie cups of beer, man. So that was mm -hmm. like the first time I, I had like alcohol, anything that wasn't like a pharmaceutical, like from the, what the right. doctors were giving me and stuff. Uh -huh. And immediately I was hooked, man. I wow. whew, I just wanted that all the time because I, it was the first time I really didn't feel anything, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So, so here you are, you're starting to, you're starting to dabble in, in some drugs and some alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and it started to become something uh, now, was that after you were out of the mental facilities or was that bef during or in between? 
Well, no, the first time I had alcohol, I was in the, I was in a place. The first time I smoked pot, I was in a place. I was in a bathroom of a, uh-huh. a facility. Um, and then I got out when I was 17 and I went home to my parents and, you know, like six months after I got there, I was out of there. I mean, the abuse kind of started up. I was bigger than them at that point. So mm-hmm. it wasn't as much physical as it was like mental and stuff. Right. Um, I just failed, you know, and then it just all went to hell in a handbasket, you know, pretty quick. <laughs> well, you know, and then sometimes that happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. that, that happens and there's, you know, but there's grace in it because God had you marked. Oh, he he did, he, he did. did. The more I the more I go with him, I look back at my life and I see that he's the only reason I lived through mm-hmm. pretty much so, everything. So tell so give us like one example where you really saw God moving in your life before you got saved. Oh, I didn't see him before I got saved. It was afterwards when I looked yeah, back. Yeah, but now that realized, you reflect, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you yeah. you saw, you can see it now. Where are the times that you thought that he abandoned you and he didn't care about you? But then you realize now on the other side, it's like, oh, wait a second. No, he was there. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I I just think about all the times, you know, all like, like I took off and I went to New Orleans. You know, I went for a weekend and, and I didn't end up coming home for years. And uh, when I was there, you know, that's when you know, all the yets happen there, you know, you always hear in the meetings and stuff about the yets. Well, I haven't done that yet. I haven't done that yet. You know, I did it all. You know, I was smoking crack. I was, you know, shooting up. I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was crazy. I was violent. I wasn't allowed in any bars or anything because I was beating everybody up. And, um, you know, I mean, it got so desperate at the end, you know, I mean, I was trying to rob a drug dealer one night and he pulled a gun on me and I pulled a gun into me and I was begging him to kill me. And, you know, he started crying and trying to help me, you know, I mean, it was so frustrating at the time. I was just kind of ticked, you know, but now I look back on stuff like that. And, you know, that was definitely God intervening. I mean, I should be dead and buried under the jail so many times. And, you know, I mean, I think about like, like I used to sell, I used to sell dope out of the strip clubs for, for this one big dealer. He's one of the biggest pimps and dealers in, in new Orleans, you know, and, and, you know, one morning he puts me in the car and instead of giving me my next issue, he's trying, me to treatment you know I mean, it's just it's like stuff like that doesn't necessarily happen you know and i and i just i, I thank god for being there you yeah. know even when i knew he wasn't so now well, how long were you in new orleans for uh, i was there almost four years wow wow yeah. and it's and it's funny because that's one of the places that um I love New Orleans. I love, love New Orleans. And it, and it's funny because I would I went there with my girlfriend. She took me there. And I was walking the the, um, the French Quarter, mm-hmm. and I would be praying in the spirit, walking in the French Quarter, and I was just walking and walking and walking. And I got to this one place on Bourbon Street where it was like I couldn't pray. I just couldn't yeah. pray there. And, it, and the Lord said to me, he "Goes you can't pray here." He didn't mm-hmm. tell me why. He just said you can't pray here because there are there there is a lot of dark stuff. I mean, huh. I saw. I mean, I, yeah, I know. I you did know. too. I just I just got chills, man. I. Uh-huh. I, I no, the, the voodoo rituals, hang out with the voodoo priest uh New Orleans, mm-hmm. got my spells, you know, the vampires, the nightlife. I was just going to say about the vampires because that was oh, what, yeah. I, what I saw behind this wall. And I said to my girlfriend, I said, it's like there's vampires behind there. But I was like, no, that can't be. But it was like, you're like, oh, no, there is. And, oh, and yeah. it's, yeah, and it's, it's crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but. Yeah, but they're there. Yeah. They're there. So, okay. So this is the thing. Um, 
So you, so you, here you are, you're in New Orleans for four years. You're, and mm. you're, you're begging, you're, you're asking people to take your life. You're like, oh, come on. I couldn't, I couldn't die. I mean, I would, I would like, I had, I was known for like how much I could do. And uh -huh. I mean, sometimes I would come to with a needle still hanging out of my arm, you know? Oh my God. I mean, no matter what I could, I, I couldn't kill myself, you know? Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, so then from, from New Orleans, you went back to Florida? Yeah. Yeah, okay. there was one night I I, uh, I was in this bar and it was in all night long and it was like probably like ten in the morning and I knew I knew within two weeks I was gonna be dead either by myself or or somebody else and mm -hmm. uh, you know I had I had like a moment of sanity where I wanted to get out of there so I called my mom and told her I wanted to come back of course she didn't believe me and then, you know on the way back to Florida I spent another night in jail because I tried to rob somebody for his glasses. And, uh, you know, I skipped out, I took a Greyhound bus and came back to Florida and I tried to get clean and sober, tried to go to meetings mm -hmm. and stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's this part in the beginning of Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, they read, you know, the preamble every meeting. And it was like, you know, there's those that are constitutionally incapable of uh, grasping a manner of living that requires rigorous honesty, the chances are less than, and, uh, you know, they, they're not at fault. They just seem to be born like this. And to me, you know, the first minutes meeting I went to, you know, they just told me what I already knew, born like this, God made me like this, I'm just some kind of cruel joke, there's no hope, you know, so it was very frustrating, in and out of jail some more, and yeah, it was, it was a real nightmare, it was not, know, not an easy path. But, okay, so, so all the things that you went through, now that you're on the other side of it, you can see the destiny that God had for you. You can see the the that the things that wanted to shut you up were your voice. And one of the, the ways that the enemy tries to shut people down from speaking is through shame, through shame mm -hmm. and through rejection. And yep. so so you went back to Florida and I, I'm I'm just trying to think when Jen came into the picture. How like <laughs> because I, I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to wrap up. Hey, Greg Harvey, this is your life. So I'm, just try, I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm not helping. I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, so so here so, we are. Back so in one Florida. night, yeah. So one night in the middle of the night, you know, I mean, at this point, you know, I was a mess, like physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything. I had like, I had like two teeth in my head. They were busted and crooked and wiggly. You know, my, I'm all torn up. I had like a toothache, really bad, right? And so, you know, what are you doing to get a toothache? I went to the liquor store and I got a bottle of Southern Comfort and then the dope man was there and then the dope was done. I was out of Southern Comfort and uh, I was calling, I was going to call the dope man and come back and bring me some more stuff. And instead I picked up the phone and I called my friend. I had made some friends with some people. I was going to Narcotics Anonymous meeting. I was, you know, I'd have to get wasted to go, but <laughs> you know, I called him up at three o'clock in the morning and you know, I told him I, I didn't want to die anymore. And the next day somebody came and got me and they took me to a meeting and I sat in a meeting and, you know, I was raised my hand and I'm like, you guys talk about 30, 30 days clean. You know, I can't even get 30 minutes clean. You know, I can't, I can't stop no matter what, you know, I just want to kill myself, but I don't have the guts. And, you know, this guy sitting in front of me, he turned around and he looked at me and he said, he said, nothing changes if nothing changes. And you know, I'd probably heard that before in my life, but it really, it really kind of smacked me. And uh, he became my sponsor. He ended up marrying Jen and I later on. 
But uh, yeah, so that was July 11th, 1998. And, you know, it took me, it, it wasn't like that was my first meeting. I mean, I'd been, I'd been going to meetings off and on since I was 17. So, you know, it was, here it was 11 years or 10 years later, you know, it took me that long to get that last white chip, you know, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody has their last. So you got your last white chip. Okay. Yeah. You got it. And <laughs> that was, was kind of like, uh... well, you know, no, but there's something about that, you know? Okay. So my mother was an alcoholic, well, is an alcoholic, you know, cause you don't ever stop being it, but you mm-hmm. do get, but you, but you do overcome it. Right. So yeah. that, that's what it is. Unless, unless like you, you get completely transformed and that person dies. So I want to yeah. say that very, very clearly. So my mother, not yet. So she still is. But when she meets Jesus, when she gives herself to Jesus, then that old person dies. And that's exactly what happened to you. That old Greg died. Yeah, not yet. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I, I I disagree with that. I disagree with that because. No, at look, that point in the story. Oh, not now. Okay. okay, keep going then. I, I, I would get in <laughs> No, I would get in fights and Narcotics Anonymous means if you took my chair, sitting across the room, popping off rings, being like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm going to meet you outside. You know, it was rough. And then, Uh then, you know, one night, you know, we went and picked up some people from the halfway house and and, uh, from the treatment center and brought them back to my halfway house because I was living in a halfway house at this point. And uh, come back in the room and I look across the room and and there's there's this girl sitting there. And like, I don't know what it was, but something just told me I was going to marry her. And, you know, that was Jen. So, you know, I always like to say we got that American romance. You know, we saw her from across the room in my narcotics and honestly in my halfway house. <laughs> you know, that's why I always say that uh-huh. we're so good. You know, no matter we're going to we're going to stand through anything. We walked out of the gates of hell together. But, you know, I mean, even with her, you know, the jealousy was out unreal. I, I couldn't believe this little this little girl like you know, my sunken eyes and my stringy hair, and my no teeth and stuff. But, you know, she did. She did. So that was really a big change, mm-hmm. you know, uh, learning how to love somebody and let her, you know, love on me. So, yeah. And that and that's the whole thing. Two broken people trying to love. Yeah. Because because you're so broken, you don't even understand what love truly looks like. Mm-hmm. So, so, OK, so. Yeah. So then- my sponsor said it was like, it's like, he's like, you know, because everybody tries to dissuade you from having a relationship the first year. You know, I had mm-hmm. a couple months in, you need a little work first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my sponsor's like, you know, it's like, it's like you walk into a room, you know, both of these addicts come into a room and they got these big trash bags and they just throw it down on the ground and start mixing around together in it. And it's like, you know, maybe we like trash. And, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. It's not a recommended thing, but it definitely worked in this case. Okay. So, okay. So let's, let's talk about, so then you guys got married by your sponsor, correct? Mm -hmm. But you still, you still weren't, you still didn't take that step. You still didn't cross that line. You still didn't take his hand. Nope. I was, I was clean and sober eight, maybe eight Mm -hmm. and eight, eight, eight and a half years when I got saved. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I got better. You know, I wasn't going to jail anymore. I wasn't beating anybody up. You know, I managed to keep a phone for a while, you know, no holes in walls, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know, but I still felt all that same stuff inside. You know, I mean, I was mm-hmm. literally I was still just waiting to die, you know, even getting married and having a kid and, 
you know, go from homeless and dirty, strung out to you're driving a minivan, got a house, all this stuff, you know, starting to put together a little career. You know, it still wasn't, I still felt all the same yuck inside, all of it. I just wasn't, I didn't have my crutch anymore, you know, really. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you still were angry because you're still angry. So you're still angry. You still have all those same things. Um, just minus the alcohol, which was kind of helping you to cope. So now mm -hmm. you don't have the alcohol, you don't have the drugs, but you still have these wounds. You still have these hurts. You still have this stuff. So when did you have your come to Jesus moment? Well, I was in a doctor's office one day and like I was trying to, you know, I'm sure anybody that watches my broadcast, you know, I'm ADD. I embrace it now. I'm not speaking anything over myself. Um, but you know, so I was the doctor trying to get on medicine, you know, to try to help me, you know, be able to concentrate and be able to focus. And it wasn't going very well at all. It was like the first time, like, because, you know, this stuff's like speed. And so mm -hmm. my body wasn't reacting to, so well to it, or so I thought. But I think God just wanted to get me in this in this doctor's office because there was this guy in there and he was just talking to everybody. And he was so upbeat and he was so happy and he's cracking jokes. He's talking to everybody, he's smiling and he was driving me crazy. <laughs> and, and, and then I heard somebody say something to him about the Titanic. And, and I was like, huh, you know, because I was always interested in that something as a kid. I know. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, come to find out his dad's the one that actually found it, not Robert Ballard. And he's the one that actually went down and, and brought up all the artifacts from the bottom of the ocean. And uh, so, you know, we started talking a little bit stuff and he gave me his card, told me to call him. And so I called him up a few days later and, and you know, he was talking to me about different stuff and, you know, he needed a graphics person and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I do graphics. And he's like, well, I, what I really need is a web guy. And I was like, Oh, well, really? I do web design, but I do graphics too. But most people just know what graphics are. They don't know about web design. I mean, this is like a while back, you know? And so, you know, we started talking and, you know, one day I went over and I met him over at his mom's house and, and, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're standing outside talking and he starts telling me about Jesus and, you know, he starts getting tears in his eyes, talking about how his life had been changed and, and all this stuff. And, and I'm just like, come on, man. Are you serious? Are you freaking kidding me right now? This holy roller sitting here. And, you know, the way he talked to me about God, you know, I was calling my chain smoking foul mouth Christian. You know, I never heard anybody talk about God like that before. And, you know, he, he really got me with like a bouncer story of Jesus. You know, he's like, he's like that, that whip that was premeditated. He's like. He's like that whip. He, he sat outside and he made that thing. He fashioned that whip. And then he went in there and he chased him out. He's a bouncer. You know, he's like, you're not doing that in my daddy's house. And, you know, I love and, that. He's a bouncer. I love that. Yeah, but I mean, that's what worked, you know, and I'm sure there were some F's and some other stuff in there, you know, but I never heard anybody talk about God like that before. And it really, you know, he started softening my heart at that, at that day, you know. And mm -hmm. I, I put Mike to the test for a freaking year. Oh, my gosh. Remember, I hated God. So, you know, my first pushback was like, oh, no, 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 no. Now, you don't understand. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I've done. God doesn't want anything to do with me. I'm certainly, I don't want anything to do with him. And, you know, but well, Mike, he's just so good with me. And he just told me, he's like, you know, he came here to save you, not to judge you, not to not to throw you away. He came here to save you, and, and that really started changing things. Oh, my gosh, when you get broke up now. Well, that's but, okay. That You're allowed to. Yeah.
It's a safe. But that was that was the beginning of it. That was Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you picture, you know, it's like that was that first, you know, into Mm -hmm. that heart of stone. So everything Mm -hmm. became possible after that. Well, I love the fact that he used something to get your attention that wasn't Christian. He used the Titanic because God knows exactly the things that move us. And so he's like, well, I can't talk Mm -hmm. to him about religion, but hey, I can talk about the Titanic. And that's exactly what caught your attention. I remember where I was sitting, Mrs. Davis's (laughs) class in fifth grade Mm -hmm. when we got the scholastic news and Mm -hmm. it was about the Titanic and this explorer Mm -hmm. out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is an unsinkable ship that sank the first time out. I thought it was hilarious, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was Mike's dad. Wow. That was Mike's dad out on the original Grim Expeditions, you know. Look at how God does things. I always say that God connects dots and he brings different yeah. people. And so there have been people that I've have. I mean, like even um, reading the shack. Like reading the shack changed my yeah. life. It really did. And so having, you know, being able to to meet this man in, in person was like, how does that happen? But it's like something that you loved as a child to actually meet the son of the explorer of the the article that you read. Right. Only God. Who does that? Only God. Who does yeah. that? You must have been like, get out of it. You are not. <laughs> you are not I mean- the son. I mean, here's the thing, though. You know, we talked this morning on the Devo about, you know, this <laughs> this life of God, you know, what, what an adventure it is. That was the beginning of the adventure. I could have never imagined that. But, you yep. know, God, like, orchestrated all this stuff, you know? Yep. Okay. So, all right. So, here you are. You're, you're now, because you're still, you know, your heart got softened. <laughs> so yeah. how how did God continue to to use a sledgehammer to break open that floodgate of 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 beauty and emotion and tenderness and compassion that we know because it comes out of you each and every day? Well, you'd have to meet Mike, you know, but he's a talker. Like he used mm-hmm. to have, like when we had minutes on phones, he used to go over like 15, 20,000 minutes a month on his cell phone. I mean, he's a talker. <laughs> and so uh-huh. he talked to me about the Bible like that. I mean, he walked me through everything. Any stupid question I had, I had dumb questions. My favorite is always like, why are the pages so thin? Why are the pages <laughs> so thin? Uh-huh. You know, like, like everything. And he always just had a great answer for me. He explained things to me. I mean, we would go to Starbucks at like seven at night, meet up there and not leave the parking lot till like three or four in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. I remember like one night when he started talking to me about the devil and, 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 you know, all this stuff and everything. I remember feeling like physically ill. I started puking on the side of his truck. Uh, you know, it was like, I felt like all the sludge was getting like, like dislodged and everything in me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, he just, he just kept going. And, you know, I worked with him and, you know, he's embarrassing. You know, we'd be at Home Depot or out somewhere or anything. He started talking to people about God and just witnessing to people. So <laughs> I got to experience all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody else could have reached me like him. You know, I mean, he spoke the language I spoke. He spoke in a tongue that I understood mm-hmm. and, you know, and was, I think that beautiful. that's it. 
what you just said, he spoke in a language that you understood. He didn't send somebody who was a big theologian. He didn't send somebody with the Jesus bat that bet that was going to beat you over the head and tell you to repent and turn, turn or burn. He didn't do that. He, he sent somebody who was like a father. He sent somebody who gave yep. you that compassion and that understanding, who answered those little questions that maybe, you know, you as a little boy didn't get a chance to ask. Because mm -hmm. as a little boy, as an inquisitive little boy, well, why are the clouds this color? Why is the sun this color? Why is this? Why is that? You exactly. know, all of these different questions. And so he sent you this, this beautiful um, father figure where you could actually start to grow up that part of you that never got used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, I, think that's, I think, you know, I think I learned a lot you know, from that, like, I definitely don't talk about Jesus the way most people do, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think it's for everybody, but you know what, I don't think I'm for the everybody's. I think I'm here for people that have been hurt or far from God, them, or maybe they're like me, and they're like, ah, God doesn't want anything to do with me, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Well, so, see, and that's the, that's the whole thing, because I knew the moment that I was going to have you on, that I was going to use that, that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call. Because that's exactly mm -hmm. what what he started to do, but we're not there yet. So I'm not jumping ahead. I want to go. I want to continue on this journey because I think. Oh, that wait. There, but wait, there's more. <laughs> um, okay, so so here you are. You're you're asking the questions, but you still mm -hmm. haven't had your come to Jesus moment. No, but enter my space. Mm. Ah, okay. So girl. I'd like I'd only gone to three actual months of high school, but I made a hell of an impression, man, because I still got friends from high school. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there was this girl and she found me on MySpace, and, you know, she was making life a little hell at home, you know, trying to trying to, you know, be all cutesy and everything. And Jen wasn't having any of it. And, you know, at the same time, there was this Luis Palau festival in town and and Mike kept telling me to go. And, you know, um didn't really know anything about it or, or, or whatever. And and then uh, I went to church with him on Sunday. Hold on. I got it out of order, but it's okay. Because um, <laughs> these are these are both important things that happen. But, you know, so I went to church and I saw Luis Palau's son was up in front of the church. And he was like, hey, come on out. You know, invite your friends, invite your neighbors, invite your liberal coworkers. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, like uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, if they say no, just ask him again, you know, and and so I couldn't understand why he was up there. He was in a suit. He was all cleaned up and he was talking about like he was in with prostitutes and drugs and drinking and all this stuff. And I'm like, how is this guy standing in front of church saying this? And I was like, huh? So when he got off the stage, I like watched him and I like hopped over the seat in church. And I went, I found him out in the hallway and, and I started talking to him and and, you know, I was like, like I'm, you know, I'm so close to accept Jesus. I just don't know what it is. You know, pray with me. And and so he ate with me there in the hallway. And so then after church, me and Jen and the kids went with Mike and his family out to this festival. Right. So then we run into him again um, out there and he prays over the family. And, you know, it's so weird because he's praying over us and his dad's up on stage praying over the crowd. And then uh, we were waiting to talk to Stephen Baldwin because he had done some stuff with Mike. And uh, and so we're standing there in the line and I'm, and I'm looking up at Stephen Baldwin on this ramp and and I'm like, man, he looks like a badass up there, you know, <laughs> and, I think he and, is. Mike, 
I think he yeah. is. And Mike and Mike's like, well, think about it. He's like movie star, plenty of money in the bank, not a care mm-hmm. in the world. And he's standing mm-hmm. on top of plywood by the side of Dale Mabry telling people about Jesus. And I was just mm-hmm. like, huh. And so <laughs> it was like at that moment, I got the marketing plan of the Louis Palau Festival. It was like, bring your friend, bring your neighbors free. Just come. Just go. Yeah, they said, no, ask him again. Because I looked down from him in the crowd and it's like I could see all the people in the crowd that were like me and I could tell all the Christians, there was like this light, there was like this glow around all of them, you know? And it's like, it just set off like this huge storm inside for three days. The next three days was just a nightmare. It's like all that pain and rage and everything coming back up. And, you know, I was running around our house yelling myself in the mirror, you know, oh, this isn't for you. You should just kill yourself. You know, just like terrible stuff. And, you know, the beautiful thing about it was, you know, in, inside of all that chaos that was going on, I just heard this tiny little voice just over and over and over again. You can help people. You can help people. You can help people. You can help people. And it just kept going and going and going and going and it just got louder and louder and louder. And then that girl was making trouble for me, right? And it was the day before Bella turned five and we were getting ready to go to Disney. I mean, everything was great. And Jen came in the room, we got in a fight and, you know, I went to smack her and, and I stood up and I shoved her out of the room and I slammed the door so hard it came through the wall. And, uh, you know, I kind of collected myself. I took off and went to Mike's house and I had it out with the devil the whole way there. I, I lit up a cigarette. I'm in my big old Hummer. I'm driving through traffic like a madman. I'm like, cousin, I'm like, you've got to get out of my body. I don't want anything to do with you. I'm going to Mike's house. We're going to pray. You're going to die today. You know, I turned on the first Christian station I could find. I'm like, you like that? You like that? You better get used to it. <laughs> you know, I'm coming. just having it out. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the song got over that was on the thing. And I just remember the person on the radio, they were just talking about the, the pain and, and letting go and the anger inside and all this stuff. And it, and it made me start laughing like one of those crazy people I grew up with. You know, it was like that hysterical kind of laughter. And, you know, I got to Mike's house and, you know, we went out back and, you know, we just, we just prayed. And, you know, I, I, I just remember walking in the house and, and just, and just touching my face and like, am I smiling? You know? <laughs> and I mean, it really felt like the first one I really ever had in my life, like an inside out smile, not, a, not like an outside smile. It was like a, a, a all the way through smile. And, you know, I felt all that stuff, you, you know, just drain off me. You know, I mm-hmm. felt like, you know, I always call it like the empty peanut butter jar. You know, you still see the scrapes on the inside, but it's mm-hmm. all gone. Mm-hmm. And he hollowed me out and he sent me to Disney with my kid to play for the day. And yeah, I know about Disney now, but you know, <laughs> we still have but, fun. But for me, I still got my Mickey Mouse ears in a China cabinet because mm-hmm. my daddy, you know, I didn't have a childhood. It got stolen from me and mm-hmm. a lot of terrible things happened to me as a kid. And, you know, I got to go play. Mm. I got to go play with my kids, you know, and, mm-hmm. and God just loved on me. And that night, I mean, I felt that Holy Spirit come in and whew, it's been off to the races ever since. Wow. Okay. So, mm. but, okay. So, so you had, you had your, you know, you're done devil get out, you know, and got, and God's completely in, but mm-hmm. it's still a process. Oh yeah, because for sure. Each and every day, because you said that today, because I was listening to your broadcast this morning. Each and every day, you make choices. Each and every day, 
You yeah. decide who who you're going to listen to, who you're going to serve each yeah. and every day. Yeah. Each and every day. And sometimes we choose bad. Just saying. Yeah. That's true. You know, but sometimes I sold out from the beginning. I, I was in <laughs> uh -huh. love, man. Mm -hmm. I was. I couldn't get enough. You know, I started listening to audio Bible and I started listening to messages and, you know, I was feeling better. And I remember, I remember like even standing outside and stuff. And, you know, I mean, I got saved in March, you know, I always thought it was cool because it was March 7th, March of 07 and I was 37. So I always think mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. Three, seven, mm -hmm. three, seven, three, seven. But, mm -hmm. you know, I remember even like looking and like seeing things and like, I felt like my eyes were brand new. I felt like I was seeing things in a totally oh different gosh. way. Yes. You know, yes. yes. I mean, the and colors were yes. better. Yes. Everything. Yes. And God was like talking to me so hard. Yes. Okay. So, okay. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to share something because, okay. I was a huge Anne Rice fan, loved Anne Rice, read all her books oh, yeah. about uh, the vampires and stuff. And so in her book, uh, um, interview with a vampire, it talks about, or one of the guys, he gets new vampire eyes and he sees things for the first time. And it was weird because I'm like, I shouldn't be thinking this. This is like a, I'm a Christian. I'm not. But when I, when I became awoken, when the Holy Spirit came in, when I got filled with mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit and I started speaking in tongues, and I started to hear, I started to know who I was hearing because I've always heard God. But I started to really have these conversations and I was seeing things for the first time. I was seeing oh, yeah. plants and vegetations and skies and and and, and creation for the first time. With eyes. Yes, come on. Yeah. So, and you're the first person who's ever, ever said that. So I, yeah. I just had to, I just had to concur with you that when it was, you it was amazing. Woken up, mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, but when you get woken up and you see things for the first time, you're like, have yeah. I been asleep this whole time? Have I? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> not know? only have, not only have I been asleep the whole time, like I was feeling like I was like actually getting like oxygen. I felt like I was actually getting mm -hmm. air. I was, everything mm -hmm. was fresh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything was new. Everything was exciting. Mm -hmm. Everything, Jen, everything was exciting except for Jen. Jen was not happy whatsoever. Oh boy. <laughs> no, okay. No, so, no, no, no. so, so you had your come to Jesus moment, but Jen wasn't there yet. No, 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 no. Okay. No, she, uh, she came a month later though. She okay. a month later. She got, she got, she got radically saved too. So you know, because she started to see the difference in you. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. because in the scriptures, it says that if you have an unbelieving spouse, that you need to stay because they will be saved, because they will see you, because they will yeah. see God in you. Right. Yeah. And it was totally weird. I mean, like that that night driving to Orlando, I mean, I was mm -hmm. back and forth to Orlando all the time. You know, it's no big deal to make that drive. That's mm -hmm. the worst freaking drive ever, man. She's just mm -hmm. like, because like I told her like this, I'm like, I'm like, you're getting the car. I go back and I apologize to her. And I'm like, listen. And I'm so sorry about what happened before, you know, but I'm like, I, I'm a totally different person now. I'm totally different. I didn't even understand mm -hmm. what I meant. I'm mm -hmm. totally different. You know, and we get in the car and, and, you know, we're driving down there and I'm like, I'm like, Greg, you just got saved. What are you doing now? I'm going, I'm going to Disney, Disney World. World. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't happy at all, man. She's like, what are you going to start? Start a Bible study, start listening to Christian music. You're going to become a Republican. You know, yes, 
I did. Yep. <laughs> yes, you did. You did it all. And okay, so that's the thing. You know, sometimes we're we're on this journey, and and there are things that we do have to lay down. There are things, you know, like I had to stop reading because I was reading a lot of. Um, you know, supernatural, because I always was into the supernatural, always, 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 I was always into the supernatural, because I, th there was something about it that drew me in. Mm -hmm. And as I started to, to read it, I, I, I realized when I became a Christian, I got, oh, duh, it's because I am. I am supernatural. Yeah. I am created yeah. in his image. I am supernatural. And so I had to, you know, wrap up and pack up the books and, um, and I had to start reading the Bible and that's when I really saw the supernatural. So, okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about some stuff. So, so Jen comes okay. alongside. Okay. So now you guys, you guys are fully sold out. You're, you're going to church. You're trying to do the Christian thing and mm. you're going in and there is a pastor that was birthed inside of you and you don't know how to get it out. Oh, that was, that was early on. I mean, that was within like probably the first week or so. Like, mm -hmm. like I remember it clearly. I was, I was sitting on a, I was sitting on a Homer bucket on a Home Depot bucket in my garage. I was smoking cigarettes outside and, and Jen came out and she sat next to me and I was crying and she's like, what's the matter? And I was like, mm. I think I'm supposed to be a pastor. I think I'm going to be a pastor. <laughs> you are a pastor. I'm just, I'm just going to, can I just please say for the record, if anybody hasn't already known, Greg is a pastor. I don't care uh, if, I don't care what anybody tells. I know what I know. He's a pastor. Uh, so let's continue. Sorry. Uh, I did get my papers. I am ordained, but I, you know, yeah, just I know, get in but, jail and stuff. But okay, so let me just explain something with about a pastor. A pastor smells like sheep. I guarantee if you go run around, Greg, I guarantee you're gonna smell bah on him. I'm telling you. Did you just he, say I smelled bad? <laughs> no, no, you smell a pastor smells like sheep. He smells like okay. a flock. <laughs> I would never say that. I'm not mean, <laughs> but a, but a pastor is supposed to smell like his sheep. A good shepherd smells like his sheep. So you're mm -hmm. gonna smell like the people you you hang around. You're going not, and I don't mean it in a physical way, but in a spiritual way. You you yeah. will carry what they what they have because you're yeah. gonna get into the dirt with them. You're gonna get into the mud with them. You don't care about getting dirty. That's what Jesus did. Thank you. Okay, so yeah. now we can go on. So. So Pastor Greg, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, like right after that, there was a street preacher that I always used to see all throughout my life here in Clearwater. And mm -hmm. and I, I ended up going to stand on the street corner with him for like two, two and a half hours or so. And and that was the last time I ever saw him too. Mm -hmm. And he told me he told me one day I'd have a great congregation. Just kind of stuff that God was saying to me. And it's like, I didn't see any of that stuff. And now, you know, it's like and like dumb me, you know, it's like, you know, I don't even really realize it, you know, until like, especially this year, especially like within the last few days, I think it broke me on a broadcast the other day. It's like, you know, this is a great congregation. I'm reaching, you know, 11, 10, 12,000 people a day, Absolutely. A you day. know, bringing a, a, day. a day, a day, a day. This guy that they used to hide away in little rooms. I grew up in a quiet room in a mental facility and then a dope holes in jail. Come on. And, you know, they told me to know my role, shut up, don't speak, do what you're told, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, I get to, I get to do that. And then medic comes along a year and a half ago. He starts sharing out my stuff. Are you kidding me? Yep. But, you yep. know, that's just, that, that's just And that's God. the thing. When you're, when you are called 
when you are called to something, you just have to do what you can do in the natural. And then God's going to do what he's going to do in the supernatural. So where you couldn't be, think about it, Greg, if you were in a church, if you were in a church, let's just talk about this for a second. And you had a small church, say maybe you had like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50, maybe a hundred, maybe 200 people, right? Maybe. Okay. Because yeah. you know, churches, you know, if you don't have the big name, you don't got the big people, right? Yeah, you got to have the big show on Sunday. Gotta, got the, yeah, yeah, show's closed. Anyway, <laughs> but, sorry. Not ours. <laughs> See, no, that's what I'm going to say, is that, you know, God is saying, well, I don't want you to be there. I want you to be here. Because, you know, even even like going to Periscope for me, you know, when God started talking to me, going back to Periscope, I'm like, I don't want to go to Periscope. But look at what he's done. Like he brought you into my life. He brought Andrew into my life. He brought Robin into my life. He brought, you know, Larry, Uncle Larry, who's now Uncle Larry, just saying. Ah, uh, nice. Um, Uncle Larry, isn't that cool? Okay, anyway, but you know, so here you We've have, got an amazing family. We do. But, you know, this is the whole thing is that, you know, God said, you have a voice and you're going to reach so many people. And so we start to think about, well, okay, I'm going to have to start with a small church because we have been conditioned to think inside the box when God is an outside mm -hmm. the box thinker. And that's who you are. You are an outside of the box thinker. Everything that yeah. you do is outside of the box. Just saying. Well, it's, it's, it's been interesting, especially this year, seeing the, seeing the big box close on Sunday, you know, and then all of these pastors that just kind of gave a drive by to, the, to the online viewers at home, you know, just like saying. we've been out here doing this thing for, you know, going on five years, you know, so watching these pastors that, that mocked me and laughed at me, pastors that told me that I should dream a little smaller, you know. All these nope, pastors out here bigger. trying to figure it out. And, you know, exactly. I I got to go. Yeah. I want to tell go everybody on the planet before <laughs> I go home. I want to tell everybody mm -hmm. in the world. And you know what? And I think maybe Brother Steven, a couple of people that have been around a long time, they remember. And it didn't even dawn on me till the other day. But right before Dave started sharing out my broadcast, mm -hmm. I was I had a goal in mind. I wanted to reach a million people that year. I wanted to, I wanted to do like... You know, not all at once, not anything, but I wanted to reach a million people that year. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I, I could probably go back and look at the numbers. I, I don't know if I made a million or not, but I guarantee well, I came pretty close. Darn close. You're pretty close. Pretty darn close. You're pretty and, close. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and it's, not, and it's not like, you know, like I tried to do the social media thing, you know, where I was trying to get followers and do stuff and be viral and post the right amount of posts on Instagram and all this stuff and you know what? When I just started doing this diva, it was just me in a coffee cup. You know, I, I always kid around. My friend Diane Rinaldi gave me some mercy views. I'm like, please watch my podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, but God, he told me to start. He didn't tell me to stop. Yep. You know, and so I just been, I just been faith. And, you know, and I don't look at it like I got numbers or followers anymore. I, I don't, I don't have a single follower at all. I just, I have people, I have God's kids. They put them in, mm -hmm. in my charge. He puts them on my path. And you know, well, and I, that's, that's, that's why I say, that's why I say that you smell like your sheep because you don't care about the numbers, Greg, you don't care about the views. You care about meeting the people you care. How many times you've been in the, a stream of stuff. And all of a sudden you said, I, somebody says, I need prayer. And you quickly pick it up before anybody yeah. else gets the chance. You're like on it. You can smell prayer. I mean, you know, I'm like touched by prayer, but you can smell prayer. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. 
Do you know the what I mean? Sniffer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be a sniffer right now. I don't know if I want to be a sniffer. <laughs> well, <laughs> but if you're if, <laughs> if you're if you're a prayer sniffer, that means you're sniffing out a need. So we, we can yeah. do that, you know. <laughs> but it, but it's so important because, like, when I was watching people on Periscope, when I was trying mm-hmm. to figure this thing out, or you know, I go on these religious broadcasts, you know, or I go on these prophet ones, you know, I'm very yeah. leery of the prophets, but. You know, oh, I go in there and I'd see prayer <laughs> requests go by or I'd put my own prayer request yeah. in and the person didn't see it or anything. And so I've always made a point. Like if I see a prayer request, mm-hmm. I'm praying. Yeah, I'm praying. You right. know, I work it into whatever I'm saying. Uh, you know, I'll be going and going. And it's like, it's like, oh, Coach yeah. Mo, for Coach Mo. She introduced <laughs> me to the best DVD that helped me calm uh-huh. my nerves, helped pull me uh-huh. out of depression. I love my friend, Coach Mo. And so anyway, so I just do that. I just mm-hmm. pray when I see a prayer request. That's and right. like I like our group, our, our crew, I think they picked up on that. So like a lot of times I'm going, I don't see the chat. But then when I go and I look at the chat and I see people that have put in prayer requests and I might not have seen it, but I know there's like three, four other people that have stepped up and they tagged that prayer. And oh, they're yeah. like, I got you. I yep. got your back. I'm praying yep. for you. Yeah, it's amazing when we pray on the broadcast. Like people come in and they'll they'll need work, and yep. and like Lisa Clanton, she filled all her schedule subbing last year because she'd come in the broadcast. I need some days, and we'd pray. And before the broadcast was over, sometimes she'd be like, "Hey, guess what? I got my calendar filled." Mm-hmm. You know, or or yep. people getting deals on tires, or you yep. know, you know, and- babies. You know, we have prayed for pregnancies. You know, all kinds of stuff. And I, that's I think what it's we're amazing. supposed to do. That's kingdom. Hello. That's kingdom. We do kingdom. We don't do church. You do kingdom. And that's what I believe we're coming into. You know, the remnant is not going to be a remnant church. It's going to be a remnant kingdom. It's going to be a kingdom that knows how to work and operate, knows how to move and, and, and to show the signs, the wonders and the miracles. I mean, we got to come back into a place where we start to understand our power and authority. It's like, gosh, we got to stop begging Jesus to come and save us. If you've been saved, you've been saved. Now you got to pick up your stuff and you got to start walking, pick up your mat, man. Sorry. It's the body in motion. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's the body in motion. Oh. I think every day that we're in there. And, you know, we got this map over on my website, which, by the way, is .info. Yes. Oh, dot com. Shoot. <laughs> sorry. Now but we've know. got this map over there on, on, on the website. You know, and it's uh-huh. like, you know, I always point to light. And, you right. know, I've been showing people lately, like, you know, I'll pick out somebody in the middle of the country or something. And I'm like. You got to think about this. When we're coming together in prayer, when we're this body, we're this church right. that, that meeting like Jesus did, like right where we are, you know, and we're coming together with prayer. You got to look at all these different directions of prayer is coming in from. You are surrounded by so much prayer and so much goodness. I think what we're doing is something. I think it's something special. Oh, yeah. I, and I, I believe that it's only going to become bigger because as things start to move and what's going to happen when the election's over? Like, does uh, everybody just stop? No, we continue no. growing. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I go, what do we do after the election? He goes, oh, that's when you really go to work. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's what I've been seeing in my mind. Go ahead. For three years, we've been like, yep. Going yep. up the top of yep. the roller coaster. And we're just yep. coming over that top. Yep. Then we got a lot to do. And what, and what's going to happen? Well, especially with some of the stuff that, that we know is coming down the pipe. I mean, you know, I mean, people are going to be broken. 
Yep. Broken. I, I was actually talking to Wonder Warrior today. And, oh, um, so great. Yeah. So what, what, one of the things that I, um, you know what, I'll just put it out here. Um, we, I was listening to this uh, prophet. His name is Sadhu. He is from India. I don't know if you know who he is. So he's, mm -mm. um, but let me tell you something. When he speaks, my, my, my Holy Spirit beeper pays attention. I'm just saying yeah. it's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. This guy, this guy's no joke. He has no agenda. But anyway, so he started to talk about the scales and I saw, and he started to show the scales and he said, when the scales are even, that's good. But when the scales become <laughs> one way or the other, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Cause God is God of justice. He likes things to be kind of evened up. And so what he started to talk about as he talks about Christians and he started to talk about how Christians are always saying, I love you. I love you. He goes in India, when somebody says that they love you, that means that they will die for you. And so mm. he's like, look at all these people who love me and are willing to die for me. And so I, and then I heard the American saying, I love my dog. And then he said, oh, wait a second. And then I love my pizza. And then he started to realize, wait a second, they use love in a very different way than the way yeah. that they, what he's used to. And he started to, to talk about, about praying and prayers. And he started, and the Lord started to show him that we needed to really pray for our president. But the problem is, is that we're so deconsumed that we don't think about anybody else. And mm -hmm. so when he was talking about that, really there needs to be 24 hour prayer for, for our president. I was like, okay. So I, I spoke to a couple of people and we're going to start praying and interceding for the president for 24 hours. So if anybody mm -hmm. is interested in being a part of it, you can message me, but I'm asking for people who are going to take this job seriously. And I'm going to ask for people who know how to pray in the spirit. Those are my only two things because I don't need no witchcraft prayers. Just saying, I don't want people being led by their will and their emotions. I want them to be led by the spirit. So right. those are the only two things. So I, I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but I'm sorry. I'm all about Holy Spirit leading. I, I, I don't trust myself because, you know, you can go off on other things. And one of the other things that the Lord showed me is that we need to start having compassion for those who have been caught and trapped in a lifestyle that is perversion and are going to be caught and are going to be exposed for it. I don't want to get into the, you know what I'm talking about, right? We're on the same page. Yeah, right? I do. Okay. Yep. So, but they were, they were brought up into it. They were brought mm -hmm. into it. They don't know any better. What we think is an abomination, they think is natural. And so yeah. we have to start praying for them and starting to, we just need to start praying for, um, for God to give us compassion for these individuals. Yeah, totally. Because that that's the uh, the other thing. So as you said, yes, there is going to be a lot of people who are going to need healing after everything is exposed. And guess what? It's coming. People oh, don't yeah. want to like to see that it's coming. But I'm, I am going to tell you, I'm going to tell you it's coming. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Because it's right. not coming from man. It's nope. not coming from man. It's coming from God. Because yeah. the, the cries of, of the, the unborn, the cries of those who have been sacrificed and 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 hurt they've reached a a level that god can't just you know ignore it anymore and it's not that yeah. he ignores it but there's a place when he has to move and that's when that bowl becomes so filled so sorry yeah. i just i just well, felt like yeah 
And he's yeah. and he's gonna start un uncovering all that stuff and bringing it into no. the light if he's not gonna finish it. No, he's, that, not, he's no. not a halfway god. Never has no. been. Never will be. Nope. Even so, the platypus is complete in some kind of way, right? That's right. There's a reason for the platypus. There's a reason for everything. There's, there's a reason for cockroaches. I still don't understand it, especially palmetto bugs because you're from Florida. So I'm just going to say I still don't understand it. But That's I, so funny because I always say one of my dumb questions to Jesus when I sit across the table. We uh -huh. get one question from mosquitoes. Why? Mosquito, <laughs> mosquitoes. Yeah. What, why it ruins so many good why, prayer times. Yeah, and why and why palm metal bugs? Seriously, right? is there a purpose? Why you got to make them fly? Oh, while you're in the shower. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you hear that? <laughs> yep, yep. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Okay, so let me ask you. So you have a couple of things because um, because we're not done. Because Greg Harvey, this is your life so far. Um, oh boy. So far, is Mrs. Um, Davis here? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so one of the things that that God started to talk to you about and giving you dreams and giving you ideas was to have multi platforms, but also to have a place and a safety where you can actually share information that could not be compromised. Correct. Mm -hmm. So we have yeah. something called Digital Soldiers Info which mm -hmm. bad me, I put com, sorry. Um, so if you guys are interested in going to digitalsoldiers.info, you can find information. But what brought you, like, did was that, because I feel like that's just another place that God has brought you to. Well, you know, I mean, we, we started doing the broadcast and stuff and I was just doing the Devo. And I mean, we were doing amazing things. And then, you know, um, I was, I was pouring out all the time. I was pouring, pouring, pouring. I wasn't filling myself back up. And then at the same point, our favorite, you know, Patriot Friend. insider, you know, yeah. started oh, yeah. exposing mm -hmm. things and, and me draining myself and not filling up and me finding out the world that I lived in, they kind of collided and it put me in a spiral. You know, I went mm -hmm. through this mm -hmm. dark depression and I'm trying to do the, do the Devo and all that stuff. And, you know, I stopped for like six months and then God told me it's time to go back out and start talking about God and country. So, you know, I mm -hmm. kind of figured this thing out as I went. I really didn't know what that meant. And, you know, my friend Allison put me in with Dilly probably, I don't know, a year and a half, like two years ago, maybe now. And, you know, I started seeing the way he was just like a regular guy, Christian guy. He was doing the news. I was like, well, shoot, man, I can do that. He kind of had his act together a little bit better than me. You know, so I really started, you know, learning a lot from him. And, you know, it just started like where I started showing clips, especially when it started going nuts. And, you know, really, Brett Kavanaugh was like the me getting pickle. I was like, that's it. I'm being vocal. I'm speaking up. And, uh, you know, so we started doing a broadcast and then, you know, 2020 happened. And, you know, so many people were waking up and I started noticing even out on the board and in different chats and other people's broadcasts, people didn't know. Like where to find information. People didn't know like how to research stuff. They weren't going to go look up an account or YouTube or, you know, a, a, an alternate news source or anything. So we started talking about it in the broadcast. And actually, we it's not my site. I mean, it's it's our site. It's a community site, you know, because we, we thought that up on the broadcast. And, you know, we, we new well, stuff comes kingdom. out and we get it up there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kingdom. So, so, you know, I mean, it's a one place where we just started marrying together all the information mm -hmm. that was out there. And listen, it, it must be, 
It must be hell of effective, though, man, because I'm getting hammered. They've hacked my site. They've taken it apart. You know, it I had to rebuild the thing three times in the beginning. You can't get it on some browsers, some carriers. Can't even post it on Facebook anymore. Nope. Um, so, yeah, but, I mean, that's all, that's all of us. You know, we got a faith section in there. We got prophecy section over there. We got stuff about our favorite insider intelligence. We got memes and video clips and... You know, I always say, you know, I'm not trying to be the stuff. I'm just trying to share stuff, you know. That's right. That's it. Um, and that's and that is exactly who you are. You are the the gift bearer. You love to bring gifts to everybody, to share your stuff. You're the you're the little boy who brings all his toys into the sandbox and goes, Okay, everybody grab a toy. It's not like this yeah. is my toy, this is my favorite toy. You're like, no, 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 here, try this one. Yeah. This one's even better. Try this one, this one's even better. That's your heart. That's who you are. That's what I think is so awesome about you and so special about you that you just, you let other people shine and you're, you're willing to take a step back. And that is, yeah. that is something that is very commendable, very commendable, now, especially from where you came from. Yeah. And now look, I get, I get to come back around and, and, you know, I, I Dilly's like one of my heroes, you know, now I got mm -hmm. to help him and, you know, mm -hmm. medic, you know, I mean, I mm -hmm. looked up to medic for so long before he even noticed me or mm -hmm. anything. And, and, you know, now we're friends. I get to help him. I get to help Andrea, Mary Grace, you, you know, Sandra, <laughs> Amy mm -hmm. started broadcasting. I was having mm -hmm. a down week. Amy mm -hmm. stepped up. Now she's got, got her own thing. I going know. On. I know. I love to tell everybody how awesome our little family is and like mm -hmm. promote everybody and tell everybody go make sure you check out. And, you know, even when we're showing the rallies, it's just so much fun to be together and, you know, not only just be in this fight, but to be that body in motion, be one community that's moving for the greater good. Absolutely. And that's, that's the whole thing. You know, when, when we can start to see, I mean, I always, I say I'm a gold digger. That's what I always say. I say, I'm a gold digger because I'm able to like see it. the gold in other people and pull it out. And sometimes you have to use a sifter to get rid of all the crap that yeah. <laughs> in order to show them the gold. Them like wheat. You got to sift them, got to sift it out of them. But when you start to, when you can recognize gold in people and you can start pulling it out and you can start sharing and, and explaining to people. Um, who they are, there's something that there's something inside of them that recognizes it, whether they like to, they can discount it all they want. But when you pull out a truth out of somebody and you start to tell them who they are and what they're called to be, there is something that snaps to attention. And it's sometimes it's those, um, I call them the Samuel moments, just like um, uh, when Samuel, the prophet Samuel went and he found David you know, he called him to be a king and he was still a shepherd. And so yeah. there's those times where someone can call things out of you. And that's what you've been doing is you've been calling the gold out of people. You've been telling people that there is good. You've been sharing all the truths about our papa, our daddy. I mean, however you want to call God, I call him daddy. I call him papa. But, you know, because there's an intimacy that I have and that and you have an intimacy with God and you share that yeah. intimacy and you bring people into your intimacy each and every day. So yeah. I think it's super awesome. So Greg Harvey, what is next for you? I know. <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> what? Tell me. Oh, oh, I told you, you have a book. You I gotta do. write that book. 
Come on. Now. I've got you know so much of it done, you know. I know. Well, you just need to do it because the book's going to be a movie. Come on now. Seriously. I mean, people have been telling me for like 20 something years to write a book, even before, yeah. even when I was still like really legit a knucklehead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I would, you know, I'd love to see it, you know, being handed out in like treatment centers and jails and, you know, people that are having trouble, they can give it to like their, their wayward kids or, you know, whatever. Like you could see that. No matter how far down the scale you got, it ain't over. As long as you're on this side of the dirt, you got a chance. You know, God wants to do something with your life if you just let him. Absolutely. You know? And that's the thing. It's like when you when you can take your hand and partner with God, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. what he can do. Because you were called to be a voice. Even when you were a little boy, you were called. You didn't even realize that you're that you came from from people who were in um media. <laughs> that were a, that were a voice that yeah. were radio broadcasters come on seriously i mean my i mean that's how like 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 i know we got to go and stuff but you know like god was so good to me you know he sent me to romania to meet a sweet lady from virginia <laughs> who became my spiritual mama and she walked me through that. you know prayer ministry deliverance and stuff and you know i did a lot of work over a few years and you know, I petitioned God, you know, I didn't know anything about my dad. I'd found him right before Bella was born. So I'd talked to him on the phone. But at first, you know, he denied me and, you know, all this stuff. And he just he wasn't capable of having a relationship. And then, you know, we really did a lot of heavy lifting. And, you know, I petitioned God to let me know where I came from. And, you know, within a week of getting home from Virginia, you know, some girl, somebody got me holding me on Facebook and was like, oh, my long lost family, I'm you know, I'm trying to trying to find are you my you my long lost brother. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not really a Harvey. You know, I'm Sykes. And but I understand your thing, your 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 search and all that. I wish you luck. And and uh and like I, like I'm a digital soldier now. So obviously I can find anything online, but I've always been able to find anything online. And I'd look for my dad online again and I couldn't find him. And and, you know, I went and I put his name into Google. And it was like two, three weeks before I find stuff and the new stuff about him. I found like magazine articles and newspapers and videos of him and, you know, all the stuff that like he'd already passed, you know, I missed him by like eight months Aww. and, you know, uh, you know, all the stuff that people had said about him, you know, and ironically, you know, he had been locked up from 13 to 17 as a kid, generational, you know, wow. a lot of the same stuff. And he had turned, he was a wild man. He turned his life around and, you know, he lived his life to help other people. He was the unofficial mayor of the town that he lived in, you know, all this stuff. But God restored to me that relationship. I remember thinking to myself, well, he's dead, you know, it's over. And, you know, God was so good to me. Gave me he gave him back to me in a way that I probably wouldn't have got him, you know, because I saw his Facebook page and his music and his interests and a lot of it was the same. And, you know, then he then then God started giving me back my brothers and sisters. That I'd never met. Like I had always, I'd always felt like this hole in my heart. Like I knew I had sisters and brothers and stuff. And, you know, God, like, like, like seriously, like this is the weirdest thing. And still to this day, we can't explain it. But one night I, I looked at my Twitter account and there was a message from my sister, Karen in Alaska. And like, she never sent the message, but that's oh, how we started talking. But that's how we started talking. She's like, how would I send you a message? Your last name's Harvey. My last name's Sykes. I don't, I don't even know who's Greg Harvey. You know? I almost I almost wrote Greg Sykes, by the way. I, yeah. I And I was like, what am I doing? No. <laughs> you know? Well, so you know, I, I am a Sykes. I'm not a Harvey. I know you are. I know you are. 
you know, that you got are. changed when I was yeah. three. And, and you know, mm-hmm. they didn't want me. They threw me away. They, they don't have anything to do with me or my family now, you know. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm an imposter everywhere except for Facebook. No, but, that's not true. But, you know, now I got a relationship with my sisters. You know, my one sister, mm-hmm. Catherine, you know, she's, like, probably one of my besties, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I got to go out there and meet her in California last year for the first time. And as the first time ever in my life I ever touched anything from that side of me, you know, and I gave her a hug. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? I mean, here's the thing. God will, God will give you everything back to the enemy stole and then That's some, right. and then That's some, right. not just some people, not a couple people, not some lucky few, everybody, That's right. everybody. That's, right. That's why I always say, you know, I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm just, I'm, this is what God does. Well, but a lot of people that. won't, but a lot of people won't let them. A lot of people won't yeah. let them. You know, yeah. I, I dove in with everything. I put it to the test for a year. But then I dove in and I immersed myself in his word. I immersed myself in messages. I, you know, the old man died and, you know, the new man was being rebuilt every day with brand new eyes, listening to things, feeling things different. Like I had a hard time in the beginning because I feel things very deep, you know, and it's like, like I feel people's like emotions and stuff. So like there was like, mm-hmm. as stupid as it sounds, there's just Walmart in my town that I couldn't go into because I'd be suffocating by the time I got to the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I could yeah. feel everybody's pain and stuff. And so, you know, I don't know. I think God had to go through all that stuff so I could be there for, you know, for people that, that won't approach him because, of, you know, other Christians or church or thinking they got to get cleaned up or, you know, I always tell people like you'd be, you'd be hurting the line, smoking a cigarette. Drinking a beer, kicking a puppy with a needle hanging out of your arm, and you can come to God. That's you can right. come to God. You don't even have to stop doing that stuff. God will take it out of your life. God will take it out. Exactly. Because I was listening to you today, and you were saying that, and I was like, yep, God will take care of it because he doesn't that's what, expect us to be perfect. That's what Jesus did. Look at my favorite guy, crazy naked guy in the cemetery, you know? Chains <laughs> couldn't hold him. Everybody's afraid of him. He's a wild man. I remember hearing the pastor tell that story in church, and I was like, Shaking on my chair, like, is he talking about me? Mm. How does he know my mm. past? But look what Jesus did to him. He set him free. You know, oh. set him free. He said, go back and tell everybody what I did. Go back so, and tell the town. So there's a, um, they did a Jesus, um, they did a Jesus show. It was called Jesus at the Sight and Sound um, place in, in Philadelphia. And it was like a musical. It was beautiful. But there is this, there was this song and it was as he was going to, uh, to, 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 uh, to see the Gadarian, the demoniac. Right. And so, Amen, Robin. and so they're, they're going over on the ship and, and they're singing this song about, he called me by name. He called yeah. me by name and it shows, and they're, they're singing the song, how he called me by name, how Jesus called him by name. And he's going to the demoniac and he calls the demoniac and he calls him by his name. And then he tells mm. those demons to flee. And I was weeping and I was crying and I was gut like guttural, like, <laughs> I mean, it was just awful, you know? And I was in the, I was actually there. I was there at the place and the Lord spoke to me. And he goes, is it worth the one? That's all he Mm. said to me. Because I always say, Lord, I need more, I need more, I need more. He goes, but is it worth the one? Just the one. If that's all you get is just that one. See, I know that I can answer your question. I can answer that question for you, Greg, because it would be, yep, absolutely. 
No problem. Mm -hmm. No question. You know, yeah. but there's so many people who don't want to leave. They, they want to stay in the glitz and the glamour. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes life is messy and sometimes we have to change diapers and sometimes we have to change lots of them because people are yeah. walking around with dirty diapers right now. And so yeah, they because they can't, they, they don't know how to go to Jesus to get changed. Mm -hmm. So they walk around with their crap and, yeah. you know, and it smells, sorry. So, you know, but it takes someone who says, wait a so second, great. let's, let's go and let's, let's go get you changed because that's what you yeah. would do. Be like, you know what, let's yeah. take this off. Cause you don't need this anymore. It's, it's just a, it's really beautiful. So when you, when you talk about those people who don't have to be perfect, they don't have to be anything other than than where they are and God will meet them and he'll clean them up. But like you said, so many people do not want to go and get cleaned up. Well, you know who I'm thinking about right now? Who? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about how we started this whole conversation. I'm thinking about bunker boy. Yeah. You know? I mean, even in the chat, you know, like there's some trolls. Yeah. They're, they're gone. They're immediately gone. But you know, what God mm -hmm. will do is he'll shine a light. He'll shine mm -hmm. a light. Man, I'm not going to cry. He'll shine a light. Like there, there's people, and I, and I, I straight up tell you, you know, I mean, there's people that God has definitely shined a light on. Like this person, this person, love on this person. This, uh, this person's here for a reason. Bunker Boy was one of those ones, and yeah. I don't know where he's been lately. Maybe he finally got blocked. I think he was on his twelfth account, you know, because he was a troll. That's what trolls yeah. do. They troll. Yeah. They get blocked. But I know by the end of the Bunker coming in our broadcast, he was asking for prayer. And he was like, my trolling skills, they're not valid here because you guys are just too nice to me. Yeah. You know? And that's what we're supposed to do. And that's you know? that's the thing. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this, Greg, that you are going to get a message from Bunker Boy. You yeah. are gonna get a message. Yep, you're gonna get a message because the things that we sow into people, it eventually gets a return. So the yeah. things that you've sown into him, because you did, because not only, and in, in, in you prayed for him, even outside of, of the broadcast, because he pops into yeah. your head. And so you've prayed for him. You've sown yeah. into him and you've prayed for him and asked for help and intervention for him and to see his true identity and, and to understand his worth and his value. Those were your prayers for him. So the things that you've sown into him, you're going to see. I'm telling you, you're going to see. I don't know how, I don't know when, but you're going to see. And you're going to meet somebody who's going to say, guess what? I was Bunker Boy. And you're going to break awful. down and cry. And you're going to be awful. like, really? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm see I can see Maybe it's in your movie. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm uh, seeing, I'm seeing it. I am totally seeing it. It's so it's, it's just so beautiful to, to see what you have done in, in what you have, what God has given you. You have, you have returned a great, reward like you know what um the uh, parable about the coins mm -hmm. and some people buried them you've gotten double ah, come on that's my line that's my line because like i and i say it sometimes it's like i don't want to sit across the table from jesus one day like we all will mom i'm not sitting across the table from him and he asked me what i did with what he gave me and i'm like ah Bury i it. was afraid <laughs> i i took a mm -hmm. knee i didn't do this mm -hmm. because what are they gonna think or you know, I don't, I don't want to do, I was afraid. I, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not having that conversation. And then That's I get right. to ask about the mosquitoes. 
But you know, <laughs> although somebody <laughs> answered it, they they answered it for us back a couple a little bit. They uh, said they, that they were they were created to give birds food. Because if uh, you look, if you look at Matthew, it says that look at the birds in the air; they don't have to work yet; they get fed, so they get uh, okay. they get to eat the mosquitoes. So and bats go. too, and bats and bats too. too. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to sit across the table from him and tell him I took what he gave me. You know all this stuff, and I was afraid. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah, and you won't. You won't have to. So because you love to pray. Why don't you go ahead and why don't you just uh, pray pray us out and pray for these uh, all the awesome people who have come on and spent some time with us and got to hear your story. And I just have to say that I am a huge, huge fan of Greg Harvey. I am a huge, huge fan. <laughs> don't be awkward. It's my it's my heartfelt. I just I appreciate and I value what you do. Uh, thank you so much. Well, I love you too, and I, I love that we got that we finally got to talking, and, and yes. you know, we just clicked right away. So you yes. you claimed me. You said you're one of my spiritual mamas. So I you am. Know, I now. am. I am. And um, you know, it's it's like one of those things. It's like, you know, God said to me once. He says, "Um, you don't pick your kids. I do." Mm -hmm. I said, "Okay." And yeah. so, and that's why. Great story, that guys. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys have been following me for a while. You know, I got a thing with mamas. God has always given me such good mamas all along my path and stuff. And so the first time Lisa and I are talking to me, she's like, she's like, God told me I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be a mother to you. I'm supposed to be a, I'm supposed to be a mama to you. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Cause that's what he does. And now we're praying for some, for some daddies. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Need some of those. yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> But that's and that's what I think. And so so my prayer for you is that that you get to you get to experience every dream that that you have had, even since you were a little boy, that you get to have every single um, encounter and and you get to do things with your kids that you couldn't get to do. And you get to see the things that you've so wanted to see as you were flipping through books and stuff. That's my prayer for you is that you get to be everything that you've been called to be in, in just like Ephesians 3.20 in an exceeding abundantly far above you can all ask, think, or imagine way. Mm. That's my prayer for you. And and some great grands. I figure if I could see the grands, I don't even have anybody married at some point. I can make it through grands. You will. Great grands. Great. You grands. will. You will. And and I I'm just saying that the the legacy that you are starting to build for your children is is going to produce great great. You've already produced fruit, but it's going to continue. And even in your children, your children. You know, they're, they're going to come alongside you. You're going to, you are going to about, you're about to see some big, big shifts in the next. Uh, and I started to talk to you about that, that, that yeah. there are some big, big shifts heading your way that they're going to be like, what you watch and see. Cause I'm telling you, you are marked. You are marked in a good way. <laughs> mm. And then okay, here's so my best gift of all my friend, Allison, yes. of course. Yes. Come on now. I just saw it in the chat. I know she is uh, awesome. That's that's um Navy wife. Yes. Yeah. She's uh, like, amazing. She's a you she's know adorable. 
her husband was in the service. He was in the uh-huh. military. He's overseas and stuff. And and she was praying. She needed some. She needed some people surrounding her. She was. Aww. She was. You know, doing what what military spouses do. She was uh-huh. being a stay at home mom. She was. You know, serving on the front line with the kiddos. Uh-huh. She's trying to fix her car through YouTube videos and all this stuff. Aww. And God put her in Larissa's broadcast and brought her over here. And uh-huh. and God really just kind of gave her what she needed in these relationships and. You know, now we've seen kids get married and graduate and, you know, now Allison's a grandma in a rocking chair, you know, I mean, (laughs) keeps trying to talk me into moving to Tennessee. I mean, well, that's what she said. Tennessee is great. And let me just tell you something about Tennessee. There is a Titanic Museum. Just saying. I I know. I know. Have you been? I worked with the Titanic. Did you? For 10 years. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Remember the guy that led me to the Lord? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I worked with Titanic for 10 years. I got to go to where I, I, I was six months away from going to the sub and going down and seeing it, but I got to, I think it was better because my first trip ever being saved, my first trip ever in my life was mm-hmm. to Ireland to go over there and photograph where she was built, Thomas wow. Andrew's drawing house, wow. all that stuff. Wow. I've been on the Olympic that ferried the first class passengers out. You know, Come on. that was good. I got Not to go to the good. birthplace. Everybody Come went on. to the... Everybody went to the cemetery. I go to the birthplace. Oh, come on. That's a that's a good word right there. That's on, a man. really good word right there. I like that. I like that. Okay. So why don't we why don't we go ahead? Because we've kept these people on for an hour and a half. So let why don't we go ahead and let's let's pray them out. I mean, it's shorter than your broadcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> but you what can come you on. Of? You can come on touch by prayer anytime you want. Your oh, family. Thank you so much. Well, Absolutely. as soon as I figure out how to do this, you can come on mine too. I would love that. That would be super we, fun. Hey, nobody knows the nightmare that went four minutes before this broadcast. <laughs> we did a virtual camera here. Like, you don't even know. No. Like, you don't know the train wreck that almost happened. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had you back, though. I would have had Woo! you back. You're going to be like, he was like, Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> It was touch and go. <clears throat> it was almost like put up a graphic and I'll talk. <laughs> Greg was like, he was like, maybe I'll go in another room. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure it out. And we prayed and, and God made a way, right? Yeah. Pay no See? attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So fun. So fun. (laughs) All right, but you're out of the closet now. So let's uh, let's go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. I worked in the comedy club for a while, so I'm just telling you. Yeah, that was a big callback. (laughs) All right, Lord, I just thank you so much for this time. I thank you so much for for my friend and my mom. Lisa, and I thank you so much for everything that she's doing. I thank you so much for all the hearts that came in here today, all the families that were represented by the people that were here. And, and Lord, maybe if you could use my story to, to help reach somebody or to know that, that you know, they don't have to have it all figured out to approach you, Lord, and that you're going to love them and you're going to complete them and you're going to heal them and you're going to set them free, Lord. doesn't matter what they've done or where they've been. You just love them so much. And, Lord, I just thank you so much for for taking the mess of my life and giving me a message and giving me a message for you. So I hated you with all my heart. And now I love you so much. I can't stop talking about you and I'll spend the rest of my life serving you. And so Lord, I just ask you to just bless us tonight with good rest. Bless Lisa with with just abundance and just more great people. And Lord, prayer requests that went through in the chat that we didn't see Lord be moving on their behalf. And Lord, just uh, 
just help us set our country free too. And we're praying for our president. We're praying for the leaders. We're praying for the patriots and everybody else out there, the digital soldiers, Lord, and and praying for accounts that are being taken down, Lord. The truth is able to get out there. And Lord, I know that enough of us turn to you and you're healing our land. So Lord, just asking them to make it so and bring it through to fruition. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Okay. So if you guys are interested in following Greg Harvey, you can go to digitalsoldiers.info. You can go and check out his website. You can go find out his faith section. You can find out about um, stuff that's going on in our governments, you know, just in case you'd like to be, you know, take a pill or two. So you can yeah. always go in. <laughs> you can always just, you know, go over there and see if there's, you know, something you might want to, you know, dabble in. You know, because a lot of people here, you know, we're, we're all, we're pretty much all on the same page, but I'm just oh, saying, yeah. so we can always go there. And, um, yeah. So, um, if people are interested in listening to you, they can find you. Let's see if I got this right. You can go, oh, you can't go to YouTube anymore. Correct. Yeah. I'm still over there. Oh, you're still on YouTube. Okay. So you can go yeah. to YouTube. You can go to uh Periscope. You can find Greg Harvey. He's usually on about nine 30 ish. So ish. Uh, you can get, I, I like the ish, right? The little ish. <laughs> so you can go and, and find, <laughs> find him there. You can also, he has a cloud hub channel, which is one seventeen, right? Yep. Channel one seventeen over on cloud. Hub. Come on. Come on. Okay. So you can also, if, and if you subscribe, to his um to his cloud hub you actually will get notified every time he goes live because sometimes on saturdays he shows movies which i believe that yeah. some people were saying you should show the shack ha come on yeah the shack is what we're talking about you know we're probably gonna do we're gonna do some more dinesh we're gonna do plot against the president trump card Ooh. and stuff we're gonna start doing those this week okay and awesome. then after the election then we'll get into the shack i know gene wants us to show Patton and stuff we gotta do passion nice. of christ but like every oh, Saturday we have a movie, and then every yeah. Sunday we do church. That's it. Uh, Come on, nine thirty a.m. too. Come, Come on, every day. That's it. And you can also follow him because he's very much in the, um, um, you know, in the know. We'll put it that way. So you can also find Greg Harvey there. So you can go to, but if you go to Cloud Hub and you subscribe to his channel, you will always be uh, notified when he goes live, and he goes live a lot. So you definitely want to go to Cloud Hub and actually join the cloud. I'm on the cloud and Greg's on the cloud and Prank Medic's on the cloud and Andrea Joy's on the cloud. And you might not know some yep. of these people, but guess what? If you go to Cloud Hub, you can actually start to uh, find this plethora of amazing and beautifully created people who have a strong message and, um, and are doing what they're called to do, which is uh, spreading some hope and joy and love and uh, getting people uh, red-pilled all along the way. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but um, but thank you so much, Greg, for coming on uh, Touch by Prayer. This thank is, you so much for having me. So much fun. Wasn't it fun? Yeah. It was really fun. Okay, guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you. Please, please, please keep our president in prayer. Really, really important. Keep him in prayer because I am telling you, God is not done with our country. He is about to start moving. Babe. And I am telling you, there are there are, it is going to be glorious. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because you're not going to want to hear everything, but it's going to be glorious. It is going to be glorious. So definitely go out and uh, and support him by your prayers. Just just pray. Just pray for God's will to be done in his life. How about that? It's an easy prayer. And it comes into Amen. agreement with what God is doing. And that way you 
keep him safe because God loves him so, so much. Trust me, he does. So anyway, mm. Greg, just as much as God loves you and he so, so loves you as I love you. And so thank you so much for coming uh -huh. on Touch by Prayer. Thank you guys for, for hanging in. I hope that you guys have had fun. Just remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and good night.